Mistakes that you made at the end You said I was too invested And that's what can force you to go and pretend I swear you're crazy Someone is close to you Reached out to me just to see if we had made amends Trust me, this ain't about revenge But now I get along better with your friends The same out revenge I get along better with your friends oh. And it's wrong, I know It's wrong, I know Alrighty, Back Judge Podcast Picks Podcast no. Got a guest since First one since week one, Carl Jones Back from the uh, DB Podcast Loyal guest, friend of the show Carl, how's it going, man? It's all good, man. I just appreciate you guys having me on, and I just want to contribute to the great stuff that you guys have have going on. Always a pleasure. And uh, quick, Carl, got three housekeeping items for you, just to, to update the, the loyal listeners. Tell us about the new gig, baby. What's going on? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been blessed. I accepted a, a sports reporter and anchor position in Rochester, New York. You know, about an hour or so outside of Syracuse, so it's not too much of an adjust- adjustment when it comes to location. Uh, so it's just, you know, the grind, you know. I mean, as you know, wake up, get there about 3 o'clock. You know, I'm not a morning guy at all, so you feel me? <laughs> getting the, this time off to do whatever the hell I want is great, but getting to the station around 3 o'clock and uh, – A.M.? No, no, P.M. PM. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, would not ha- would not be taking that job. I, I was gonna say you're really grinding, man. <laughs> nah, nah, but you, there's uh, high school sports, Buffalo Bills, uh, little Sabers action. Even though I'm not a big hockey guy, so hopefully my coworkers can knock that out. But uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying myself, and I uh, can't wait to see where this leads me next. Right on, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, no Rochester Americans action going on there. No, no minor league hockey. Nah, no minor league hockey from what I know of. I mean, <laughs> we might get there at some point, but from what I know, it's just been bills, 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 and since, and since it's Chiefs week, more bills. So yeah. Uh, Cleveland Browns update. So for full disclosure, Tommy put them in the Super Bowl pre preview pre pre uh, preseason. <laughs> Lee flirted with it, then when went bills. Uh, bills I, yeah. I had them. I had them missing the playoffs altogether. Um, where are you at? Where's your head at in terms of the Browns? Um, I mean, I know the NFL is a very difficult league to win. I mean, obviously, it's, it's as I just said, it's a difficult league to win. So you take any win how you can get it. However, it hasn't been pretty by any means. I mean, the defense has been uh, a little bit of a bright spot for me. I didn't think this early on in the year with all the new additions that we gel and look as good as we have, especially taking down that Vikings offense who's put up 30 on everyone so far. And for us, limiting them to seven, I thought was – uh, very encouraging. However, the elephant in the room, as anybody who has any pulse on the NFL, is Baker Mayfield. Obviously, a little bit of health issues, um, chemistry, whatever you want to call it, so be it. We need him to at least be replacement level, I guess, at this point, because last week was just garby ho. So, mm. uh, obviously, the Bills are looking phenomenal. I get to see them up close and personal, and God damn, they look like a juggernaut. But um, we just need Baker to at least be, you know, half of Josh Allen and to give us a fighting chance come January. 
Ian, good good analysis there. And uh, finally, before getting to the picks, Carl, your favorite certified lover boy song. Woo, me? Uh, you know I'm a big Drizzy guy. So <laughs> I've been fighting back and forth because, you know, sometimes rap Drake gets the job done, you know, sometimes singing Drake. But I'm at this stage in my life where I'm trying to settle down, Fluff. You feel me? I'm trying to calm yeah. down. So the, the song that I'm, I'm, I'm rocking right now is, is Get Along Better. It's towards the end of the album. And you feel me? He, he's, he's talking about, you know, the girl talking, to, talking crazy to him. And he was like, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm getting along better with your friends now. And it's just that. Yep. that that's just me. You know I mean? <laughs> All the chaotic chaos is going on. Just mellow down, sis. And if you can't do that, we'll bring your friend. Yep. That's I'm, that Rochester energy, baby. <laughs> me personally, I, I'm a knife talk guy. That's, that, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of mentality that I'm in right now. I think he knife talk is wavelengths. He he on the real aggressive go go go. Exactly. I'm I'm trying to mellow down. I'm trying to mellow down. But I feel I felt too bad too. Thank you. Thank you. Good balance. I'm on TSU. Lee, you, you have a you have a dude. I listened to the album when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite song was the first one. Maybe that's lame. I love that sample. Uh, that's where that's where my head's at, man. I don't even know the name of it, but I love that sample. Him and Forty really putting that work in on that sample, man. Champagne poetry. Yep. Yep. Forty got the house on the lake. (laughs) Right? Um, All right. Picks time. Let's get into the picks. Uh, Carl, you're our guest. Give us us one of your good uh, gambling picks here for NFL Week 5 action. Gotcha. So this is a little bit of one from left field, but it's been good to me so far. So Sam Darnold on the over with his passing yards. And the, the Mm. the line hasn't dropped so far this week. So I don't know if Vegas has caught on to the trend yet, but there's two trends that I really like. The Eagles secondary is atrocious, and they've given up a lot of passing yards to just about anybody with a pulse. And then for some odd reason, Sam Darnold with those weapons have hit the over every single week. Now, granted, they were a little bit lucky last week because they were in a blowout, so they had to, you know, throw the ball a little bit to get back against the Cowboys. But as long as the line isn't anything, I don't know, I guess above 275, 280, I feel very confident in hammering that again. He's – a matter of fact, I have it right in front of me. He's gone for um, 301, 304, 305, and then 279, and with 279 being week one. So mm. uh, I feel very confident in Sam Darnold's ability to hit the over, not necessarily in his ability to be my starting quarterback, but for some odd reason, this trend is hot so far this year, so I'm going to ride it until it dies out. Do, like that, that, do we know what that over is, the, the line? The line hasn't dropped from what I, I know of, but – yeah, I've been getting it at 265 for the past uh, couple of weeks. So it, as long as Vegas it hasn't, isn't going to spike it up like they did with Dak Prescott's yards last year at some point, because I know Dak's yards was going up and up every week. And then at one point it was like at 320, and I just said, okay, fuck it. Yeah. But, uh, as long as it doesn't go something ridiculous like that, hammer. You're hitting it. I'm hitting it. Good. I like that, man. The Joe Brady offense has been has also been kind of steadily becoming more and more. They've been becoming more and more comfortable with that as the season's gone on. I, I have a uh, Darnold on my book. Darnold over 259 and a half, minus 114 wow. both ways. And it's a good point, too, with that Philly secondary. I mean, that has been a unit that has had some serious trouble. Um, we talked about it a little bit in the preview. Just their defense overall has been kind of steadily declining since that week one win against Atlanta. So – um, I like that angle a lot. Maybe this could be a good segue into uh, my pick that we talked about a little bit on the, on the previous pod, and I'm going I'm to make it official, throwing a unit on uh, the Philadelphia Eagles team total over 20 and a half. 
um, at minus 115. Yeah, Lee and I said our piece on this. Uh, we're, we did. We're not, we're not too, uh, too fond of this one, Carl. Any uh, – you signed with Tommy here or what? <laughs> well, aren't the Panthers a, a tad banged up in the secondary or, or – Yeah. That's, I think that's the angle. They are, yeah. It's I, – I think that – I think that one, the Eagles could be live in this game because I, I think I think the Panthers are going to win this game. But I think I'm not, you know, I faded the Eagles. I think you got to give Jalen Hurts some due. I think he's, you know, he's been doing really well with their offense. It's live. I don't really think anyone. Uh, I guess Dante Jackson is their best corner right now. I give the edge to Devonta Smith um, in that matchup. And I think even if Carolina is winning this game, um, that the Eagles are, are are pretty live from behind. We saw it against the Chiefs. Obviously, they were down three scores in that game. But I think this is an offense that. Um, can put up points. And I think that Carolina's defense, I think, is a solid defense. But I do think they're a tad bit overrated. I don't think they're in that upper echelon tier of the NFL. And I think that, you know, this is three touchdowns we're talking about here. I went through it in um, in the preview, but I'll just reiterate it. The Eagles have gone over 20 in every single game except for the Niners game. And in that Niners game, they went for it uh, on fourth down twice in the red zone um, and, and only mustered up 11 points against San Francisco. But Ultimately, I think that this is an Eagles team that is going to be competitive in this game, um, and I have full confidence in their offense to relatively, you know, put up some points. Lee, did you want to get into your uh, Colts thing here, or do you want to save that for a little later? Um, I can get into it now. I mean, it is probably my favorite play of the week is if you can get the Colts uh, plus seven and a half. It's gone down to seven. It's, like, widely more available at seven. Um, I like them in a primetime spot. The Colts – kind of in the Frank Reich era, which has been a really kind of good era for the Colts, have been rounding into form as the season's gone on. I'm not a huge Carson Wentz fan, but the fact that this is a primetime game, they're coming off a win. I think they're seeing opportunities in this division where they can win with Tennessee losing to the Jets. Obviously, Houston and Jacksonville having problems of their own. Um, Baltimore, I think, has been impressive for the most part this year, but they're I mean, their best win was against the Chiefs, which was awesome, but that's a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble. They really struggled to win that game against the Lions. Obviously, I was on the Broncos last week. I was wrong. A lot of that, I think, had to do with the fact that Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out with that concussion. So there's kind of been some asterisks next to these Baltimore wins. I understand they're at home. I like Baltimore as a team. I think Harbaugh is obviously a great coach. But I just think a full touchdown in this spot, I think this is going to be a close kind of low-scoring game. And if you can get seven or over seven with the Colts, I'll take it all day. And I would be interested in even sprinkling a little money line here you can get like plus 250, I think, on the Colts' money line. I do not think that the disparity between these two teams is that wide. I think the Colts' defense is pretty live. I think as long as the Colts can move uh, people at the line of scrimmage and run the ball and Carson Wentz doesn't turn it over too much, which I guess is kind of a big thing to ask, um, they should be able to, to keep this one close. So Colts plus seven and a little money line sprinkle for me. One thing I did forget to mention when you brought this up too, Lee, is uh, this is a really brutal travel. This is the third road game for Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, That is something that they they played in Miami last week and then obviously I think in Tennessee the week before. So Mm -hmm. um, this is their third road game. I think that is something worth mentioning. I'm not trying to throw any. That's the only cold water I have. but It is somewhat regional travel, though. Yeah. Yeah. And they lost at home week one. Yep. They did, yeah. Um, I really like uh, the Chargers, man. Uh, this line has been moving a little bit. I had it at minus one and a half at the book. I bet now it's at minus two. Um, I just think they're a, a really strong team. Cleveland uh, has had some offensive issues with 
Baker's injury. I think it'll be close, but I, I like having the Chargers edge here with the Browns making a West Coast trip. Sorry, Carl. No, I believe that logic wholeheartedly with teams going coast to coast. If so, there's a game that the Browns drop, like I said, I told my friend earlier with us playing the Cardinals and the Chargers uh, back-to-back weeks, uh, mm. if we split this, I would be ecstatic. I think that's a good way to look at it. If you is that on the road? Is Arizona on the road too? No, they're home. They're home, okay. No. San Francisco. I might need to be uh, patrolling uh, Hollywood, West Hollywood area, trying to keep an eye out for Odell, make sure that he's got his mind on the right things this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Lolo Wood got make sure that he got tunnel vision. If that, if that yeah. tunnel vision, I mean, but he's also Odell. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, um, Baker's going to keep missing yeah. him like he did in Minnesota, man, then he might not have it. He might not have a chance, man. He might have to uh, <laughs> well, I'm, take his chances. Here's the thing. I'm a pro player with a lot of things, and I am, and this is going to contradict itself because, like, being a pro player, you kind of should defend Baker as well. But if Odell just one day just snapped and said, hey, guys, like, I'm a diva. I want the ball. Either trade me or lose it. I don't give a damn about the team. Because let's be real. Receiver is the one position where, like, players really don't care about the team's success because they want theirs. They're, yeah. they're, like the, they're like the NBA of, like, the NFL. Like, they want – that me, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Odell just snapped one day and just said, yeah, cool. Like, I don't care that we're 13 and four or whatever the hell we are. I have 800 yards on the year. Well, I don't blame him. But that's my rant for the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, uh, whatever, that meme that talks about the receivers having the crazy captions to their photos compared to yeah. other positions. <laughs> if, if you've been around a receiver, like, it, it, I mean, I've only played at the collegiate level and it was bad. I can't imagine where they get paid millions of dollars. They're divas. It is what it is. It comes with the territory. So, like, expecting Odell to just live with these just missed targets and off. Like, no, he's not going to be able to bother. But hopefully, hopefully, Baker can get the, you know, get the shot. Yeah. Maybe a Case Keenum sighting. Who knows? Hey, if Case can get Odell the ball and we look good, I don't give a damn if it's Klepp back there. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want that. Um, Carl, any uh, more picks here? Just start rattling them and off. So the next one, we're going to go to y'all state. For some odd reason, Vegas, and y'all may have a better idea on this than, than, uh, than I do, we're going to go down to the collegiate ranks. Why is Michigan only minus three? And I understand that Nebraska has looked um, better of late. I get that. And I get that Michigan is still, you know, we're, are they for real? Are they not? I get it. But if this is debate, then I'm hooked. All right? Like, it is what it is. Minus three. I understand it's a road game at night. Very difficult environment, especially with, you know, having kids go on the road at night is a, is a whole different ball game. Mm. But – what I've seen from Michigan so far is that they're at worst a top 25 team. And I, I can't lose that bad taste out of my mouth. What I saw in Nebraska week one, mm. in Illinois. So that's my pick minus three, Michigan. I totally understand your logic. Um, I think Michigan is the better team just to push back. Here's the thing. It's, it's just a major trap game because mm. everyone's feeling Michigan now. And Nebraska is the team that, in the Scott Frost era has kind of been extremely underwhelming. And this is a spot where they can kind of, I think their fan base will fully invest if they can beat this Michigan team that everyone's talking about is I think in the AP poll, Michigan's ranked top 10 um, to Lincoln at night. I'm as a Michigan fan, I'm worried about it. I expect Michigan to win. I love what I've seen out of Michigan's defense this year. I think that will be the defense or that will be the difference. And I think that the difference between good teams and bad teams in college football is finding a way to win the game late or finding a way to lose the game late. And that's something that, that Nebraska is, they just find ways to lose games. 
like you referenced Illinois and then the Michigan state game obviously was kind of brutal to watch. Um, but I, the only pushback would be just as a culture win for Nebraska to be able to beat a top 10 team coming to Lincoln at night, you're going to get a little bit more investment from the fan base. There was one podcast I was listening to earlier in the Scott Frost era. The first time they played Michigan, Michigan hung up, like, I think it was 55 to 10. They beat them. Um, so there could be some 55 points. Yeah, I think it was like three years ago or something like that. The first Scott Frost game. So there could be some a little bit of bitterness coming from that. But the only thing I would say is, is, is it's Vegas bait and it's a trap game. But you could be – I felt the same way about a few games last week and I ended up being wrong. And sometimes your intuition is just right and you need to go with it. So you could be completely right in that spot. I'm hooked. Vegas got me. So, like, it yeah. is. <laughs> I hope um, you're right. Lee or Carl, did you have any other college picks that you wanted to, to toss out? Um, the only other college pick that I have, and I've taken it every single week for the past two years, is uh, Alabama first half. This week's minus 11. Uh, the success yeah. rate is like 70%, so why not? Sprinkle a little money, half yeah. minute. I am, yeah. um, as someone who, who, who often leans on my brother uh, for college football, and I, you know, after you, Lee, was banging the drum for Georgia all summer, and I, and I, did, I ultimately did not pull the trigger uh, week one against Clemson. They're only 15-and-a-half-point favorites against Auburn and Bo Nix. That, that seems like a, a little bit of a short line to me. Am I, am I missing something here? Well, here's the thing. Uh, JT Daniels is hurt. You know, he's got the strained oblique, so we don't know if Seth is Arkans- – Isn't be Arkansas better than Auburn? Or? Uh, I, it's, it's the – yeah, you're kind of getting – Bo Nix at home is, is a different animal. Uh, Auburn has been actually really impressive this year. Um, outside of that Georgia State game, they've they played Penn State close. They just beat LSU. Um, I kind of like what Harson's doing there. I if I had to pick it, I probably would take the points with Auburn. I see where your head's at because it's like how many points is I'm Auburn going to be able to score Bo on Georgia's Nicks, defense? Yeah, Bo Nix against that defense, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't know, man. I, I think that uh, I think people are maybe getting a little too excited about Georgia just because of the defense. I think that. Sets and Bennett has yet to kind of like have a, have a flop game. And if he's ultimately playing, I think Auburn's defense and Derek Mason can whip up some things that he's not, ex- you know, not expecting. And it could be, I, I, I don't see a reality where Auburn wins, but I can see it being, you know, a two score game, a 10 point, you know, 13 point win. And that wouldn't necessarily shock me. So I'm not, I'm not really convinced either way. Just to throw out a few, I like a lot of close games this week. I like Virginia on the road at Louisville. Um, I think Louisville is getting a little overhyped by their win against UCF. Uh, you see in Virginia as a short dog, Notre Dame as a short dog on the road at Virginia tech coming off a kind of embarrassing loss at home to Cincinnati. I know there's some problems on the offensive line with Notre Dame, but I'm not necessarily convinced Virginia tech is any, you know, they're, they're much of an upgrade from what they have been in the Fuente era. Uh, still have some questions about Burmeister. I know that crowd's going to be rowdy, but I think, you know, ultimately the better coach um, and the better culture is going to win. Uh, that game with Notre Dame. And then another road uh, conference game is TCU visiting Texas Tech uh, as a short favorite, I think one and a half, something like that. Get right spot for TCU coming off that loss to Texas. I think they're ultimately a better team than Texas Tech. And if you can get them that close to a pick them, uh, I like that a lot. And then a couple underdogs I like. I like Washington State at home uh, against Oregon State. Oregon State I really have liked this year, but I think they're getting a tad bit overhyped because that win against USC uh, like Rolo a lot, the head coach for Washington State, Max Borg, he's a good player. They've got some playmakers on the outside. And I like their quarterback, Deloria, too. Um, and then 
Uh, I'm interested a little bit. You can get Boise State two to one in Provo playing BYU. Um, I think this BYU team is really good, but Boise State has yet to kind of have that breakout game. They've dropped some really close ones. Um, I think maybe they uh, they like that chip on their shoulder underdog role, and, and they play that to the fullest. A little value on the money line there. The any chance we get our Rutgers money this weekend? Oh, I love that you. Thank you for reminding me. I like Rutgers plus five and a half a lot, man. I, I think Michigan State has yet to prove uh, that they're really, you know, that top 15 team. I think this is a game they should win, but it kind of has like trap game written all over it. Um, I think it's close. Five and a half with Rutgers. I like a lot, especially coming off that whooping they took at home from Ohio State. I think Shiano will get them right and they'll play that one close. Um, just to finish up my uh, my picks here, I'm going to take the Panthers minus three. Um, I think they're I think they are a good team. I think they're going up against an Eagles team that is um, inferior to them, and the Panthers are at home. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Colts plus seven. Love it, Clep. I'm going to throw out Kansas City minus two and a half. Um, I'm going to take the candy that I shouldn't take because I faded the Bengals too much this year, but I'm getting the, I'm seeing the Packers minus two and a half minus minus one fifteen on, on DraftKings. Yeah. Even if the Bengals are better than I think getting the Packers under three, I know it's on the road. I'll just put my faith in Aaron Rodgers there. I know Jair Alexander is out, but I think that the Packers offense is still going to be able to, you know, put up a fair amount of points um, and, you know, hold serve on defense. And then I'd just like to throw down uh, yeah, Packers, no, minus, Packers minus two and a half as well for me. I think it's, I think it's a good fade spot for the Bengals. We talked about it. Um, Burrow and that offense should, you know, get some points on, on Green Bay. But ultimately, um, I, I love that we're getting under three uh, with Green Bay on the road. I agree. Get a little greedy here, too. I like the Patriots minus eight and a half in Houston. Um, I think the Patriots are a much better team than the Texans. I think the Texans are kind of in a full slide right now to to you know a top two top three pick maybe even the number one pick of the draft uh, and obviously Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback I think that even if it's close early in the game as the game goes on they're going to be able to create some turnovers and just separate Carl any inside info on the Bills man I mean we've been burned so many times by the the, the spread with the with the Chiefs man what are you what are you thinking that one well I'm staying away from spreads just because one the Chiefs generally don't cover and then the Bills don't know um there's something about being a little brother. You don't know mm -hmm. how you're going to approach that game. So I'm going to see if the Bills are, I guess, professional in a, in a, in a gambling sense of the professional. <laughs> but also, though, if there is a, a line that I would take in that game, it would probably be the over just for the simple fact that um, although the Bills' defense has looked tremendous this year, they, they've looked much better than – they've improved in the areas they need to improve, in, in especially their pass rush. However, I don't think that – with Matt Milano being out or being severely hampered with that hamstring injury, Kelsey makes that team go when it comes to his ability to move the chains and up and down the field. And if he's compromised in any way, shape, or form, I think that kind of allows the Chiefs to just go up and down the field. And then as the Chiefs have shown uh, for the past two years, damn near, that they can't stop a cold. I don't think they can stop the Lions. No offense, guys. So, um, so uh, I will feel comfortable in the over. I think it's at 56. I know that's high itself for an NFL game. That's damn near a college spread. But if I had to lean one way or another, uh, it would be the over in that game. Okay, hang on. We got – it's uh, for the – you're talking about the Lions-Vikings game, right? No, I was talking about oh. uh, 
Bills. Chiefs, Bills. Bills, Bills. Got it, got it, got it. Sorry. Now, now I was looking at this, guys, and I watched the Lions games last week because, unfortunately, um, I threw a little money on the Lions. <laughs> I understand that the, the final score was bad, right? I get that. However, y'all got to the red zone like four times. Why, why is Vegas giving y'all 10 points? What, what's, the, what's the thing here? The Vikings 10 points? Well, the Sewell, Sewell's out probably. Uh, is Hawkins, it, Hawkinson might be Haw- out. Hawkinson is like doubtful. Like, like yep. uh, today, what did uh, Campbell said that there's a chance Hawkinson plays. So that's kind of the lingo we're getting from that. There's some injuries on the defensive side. Aquara obviously out for the year. And like I said on the pod, man, I mean, uh, things have tended to get out of hand at U.S. Bank Stadium for the Lions, and the, and the Vikings offense can, can end up throwing up 44 on the scoreboard, and all of a sudden you find yourself, why was it 10, and they, and they lose by 22. Um, I'm with you, and, and we do a little spread pick them every week where we pick every game uh, for Yahoo. I'll, I'll take the Lions in the, in the 10 points. But I won't be really necessarily surprised if, you know, we see a Dalvin Cook 180-yard game with two touchdowns and Jefferson and Thielen both with a touchdown. Um, and, you know, a little bit of payback for the, for the Vikings only putting seven up against, against your Browns last week. Yeah, that was – wow. I was thoroughly shocked. I took the over in that game, and I was kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Very pissed, actually, we played defense that well. <laughs> um, there's, there's, a great, there's a great clip of uh, rolling around Twitter of, of uh, Miles Garrett just absolutely bullying Rashad Hill. Literally, Rashad Hill got knocked down maybe seven times by, by Miles Garrett, just straight bench press. It's uh, great to watch. He's a freak. But, yeah, uh, Lee, I uh, also love the Patriots pick. Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Yep. It's insane. So I love it. It's like an Alabama first half thing. You kind of just close your eyes and take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if I lose, I bet the odds. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great T spot too. If you can get them, I see at FanDuel, they're at eight and a half. If you're not comfortable laying that Mm. many points, uh, get them down to two and a half. Hey, maybe, you know, I like the Colts add some points on the Colts. I know I'm not, I haven't really been adding a lot of points with teasers this year, but if you can get the Colts up to like 13 and a half, uh, I think that's interesting. Even, you know, if you really want to risk it with the Lions, maybe getting the Lions up to 16, saying, hey, Dan Campbell, you know, get me, get me close in the fourth quarter. I don't know. But uh, the oh. Patriots down to two and a half, I think, is a great first leg of a teaser. Wow. I didn't even – I assumed it was nine. Um, all right, then I'll officially pair my uh, – my, I'll do my official Tommy teaser of the week, and we'll do Dallas down to minus one and, and Patriots down to two and a half. Just for fun's sake, too, here, I'll throw a teaser of the week. I'll do Patriots two and a half. And I'll, I'll, with the Bridgewater news playing, I'll get the Broncos up to plus seven in Pittsburgh. I, I think even if the Steelers grit their way to a win, I don't think it's going to be by more than three or four points. Uh, I if, haven't really liked what I've seen from the Steelers this year. If, if the pride of Mizzou, Drew Locke, is under center lead, are you regretting that ticket? Um, he's not. They, they announced Bridgewater is going to play. Oh, they if did? He, if he is under center, of course I'm regretting it. I, I despise Drew Locke. I think he's not good. So I, I don't Wait, like betting so... on quarterbacks that I don't think are good. So Bridgewater is officially in. Uh, yeah, from what I can gather from the, from the latest – let's see what the headline is just so I'm clear. Teddy Bridgewater is expected to clear the league's con- concussion protocol and play week five. Wow. Expected. Any um, fun parlays before we close out? Anyone got a good parlay to toss out? Uh, well, not necessarily a parlay, but go, sticking with the teaser, I'm really digging my Browns at plus eight and a half. I don't – look, mm. I, I, I honestly, if we lose this week, it is what it is, but I can't see us losing by two scores. I, I don't see that. Um, and then, once again, if I get Bill on a field goal against a rookie quarterback, taking that every day of the week. So, if yeah. I had to do a teaser, it will probably be Patriots 
minus two and a half, and then my Browns at eight and a half. Like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out there that's real fun. Uh, how about a little Bears money line, Colts money line, road dogs. So you can get the Bears at plus two ten and the Colts at plus two sixty. I don't even know what that comes out to because I'm just on the big board right now. But I've got to assume that's going to be some nice juicy return there if you can get a two team money line oh, parlay. I'll check for you here. Yeah, Bears Colts. Um, I think the Bears with Fields, man, I don't know. I, I like the Raiders. I don't love them. Um, I know that I, I probably would lean Bears to win the game, but I, if that game's close in the fourth quarter, man, I think that the Bears have a good chance to 25 bucks would get you about 270. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think that's very interesting. I want to explore that a little bit. Maybe add another leg. Who knows? And uh, once a week, I usually think of – very rarely do I – hit the send button but i use <laughs> one parlay at least a three-tamer that's like a forget it if it hits it hits if it doesn't yeah <laughs> hey I, I wanted to be like that one guy on twitter who i saw one day forget it yeah um, so for this week in my backwards logic i got jets money line jaguars <laughs> and then the 49ers covering four and a half so here's my logic with the jets money line they're down really and russell gage they're in london right Matt Ryan, you know, I don't know if he's really good, you know, traveling that far overseas. I don't get it. Zach London, he want to impress the London girls out there, mm-hmm. young guy. Maybe he want to ball out in front of the, you know, the UK folks. That's when you feel me. That's my logic with that one. Obviously, not, nothing really sound with that game. I get that. With the Jags, is more like a fade the Titans pick. I just think that the Titans. Um, I don't know if AJ Brown or Julio is expected to play this week, but I know at least. I, one. I think AJ is. Julio might not be though. Got you. And then. Um, I saw that they had 21 players on the injury report come Wednesday. At at best, that you're mean you're saying that 10 of those guys are going to play come Sunday. And then also, I've watched the Jags a little bit this year. Outside of Week One, where they just got you know just beat beat like to a pulp by the Texans, they competed with the Cardinals, and the Cardinals have proven to be one of the best uh, teams in the NFL. And they just folded down the stretch. And then um, last week against Cincinnati, I think they surprised everyone with how they performed on Thursday Night Football. So okay, if they can cover four and a half against a Titans team who I already don't think is that good. That's perfect. And then the nine mm. more of a um, – I don't really think Trey Lance is ready yet. However, it is different going against a quarterback when you haven't seen him on film, especially a guy with as much athleticism and playmaking ability as Trey Lance. So that's just my – That's a rookie QB parlay, man. I love it. Yeah, that is. That's one of those – you know, turn the, the rookie QB parlay. Shoot your I, shot. I mean uh, – I don't know, uh, Carl. I don't know how much you can get into uh, with your with your inside source down in Duval, but uh, I, I I'm really curious to see how this Jaguars team is going to respond. Uh, like, I mean, when when you're ta- you're talking about grown men who do this for a living, and, and Urban Meyer is just it seems to be an absolute joke. We just talked about it on our uh, on our earlier podcast. I mean, is that something that can be like a rallying point for the team where they they all can kind of perform under this this shared feeling of kind of like yo our our coach is an absolute you know joke that we let's do this for each other and go out exactly or is it like you know like f this guy man like he's making 12 million dollars a year and you know he's 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 grinding with a 27 year old in cincinnati like come on man uh i mean to be quite frank with you urban meyer is an offensive coach right so the guys on the defensive side of the ball they're not really rocking with Urban Meyer anyways that's so they're not gonna really be too affected by that so their rallying cry is just gonna be about those 11 guys on that side of the ball however offensively 
Trevor is talking to Urban every single play, or I don't know if he's the play caller or not, but every single play, Urban has his hands on what's going on, on the offensive side of the ball. I will be concerned with how the Jags look on offense this week, just for that exact reason. Uh, I, I, I haven't listened to, I haven't heard what you guys said specifically, and I don't want to get into details on how the Jags may necessarily feel about the situation, but basically it's, it's a situation where if I can't trust the head coach to be a leader and to be a, a leader of, uh, you know, above kind of like trivial stuff, then how can I be expected to be a professional athlete and do the bare minimum? Mm. So yeah. I do believe that um, guys on the defensive side of the ball, they're just going to go out there and just knock heads off. But then also though, on the same token, these, this isn't like a, a team that's like uber talented who can afford to just trick off games and, and believe that, oh, we're going to have a job next week or next year. Like, no, these are a bunch of young dudes who are still fighting for a chance to make their name in this league. At the end of the day, I don't give a damn if it's Nick Saban as my coach, Bill Belichick, Urban Meyer, Tomlin. I need a job next week. So you're going to play as hard as you possibly can just to put film out there for maybe the next team to give you a job. So I think that as long as they have that perspective where it's like, yeah, I mean, I can play shitty all I want this week, but if I do that, well, the other 31 teams are going to think I'm terrible. So, mm, Good point. Seven sacks Titans led up last week too. Something that can't be overlooked. Maybe a Josh Allen, little Josh Allen game. Maybe a uh, Andre Cisco uh, nickel blitz this week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, cool, man. Anything, uh, anything else, boys? Any final, uh, Carl, any Parnell Motley updates? We're dying to know. Uh, no Pima updates, but he is a great guy from what I've heard. Heard the dude is hilarious and that he works his tail off. Haven't had really many updates since um, Afatu went down, but I'll be sure to hit him up. Um, not probably in meetings right now. I'll be sure to hit him up. Damn, I work tonight. I'll hit him up before the game Sunday and see what Piedmont doing. Bobby Price <laughs> looks horrible, so we got to see. We got to see Piedmont in the lineup, man. We got to see him. Bobby Price we, is I a just, joke. We we got to see Piedmont, man. That's all I want. That's active. all I want. Is he active? No, he's he's been on the practice squad the whole time. Even with Iffy and yeah. The thing is, too, when he has played for Denver, he, like, played well. He rises to the occasion. He just hasn't really had a fair opportunity yet. So I just want to see him get that opportunity and see what he can do with it. Um, and if not now, when? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. I got to ask if you walk in on that because that's weird. Detroit's, like, the last stop on your, you know, on your journey. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you know, if it doesn't happen in Detroit, it's not happening. <laughs> So, does that wrap right. it up? That wraps it up, Carl. Thank you for joining us. Always appreciate it, Carl. I know, man. It's yeah, a pleasure to be Carl. on this and and rock with what you guys got. Rock with what you guys got going on. Thank you, my man. Dope. Browns AFC North. <laughs> Let's take it home. <laughs> Hopefully, the Bengals are like not for real. So, like, you feel me? Like, yeah, all right, aren't they? They looking all right. They look all right. The Bears game was a little rough. Yeah, like, let's just hope that the Browns, you feel me? We'll see. We need that Packers win this week and bring them right back down to earth. Well, I got the Packers at ten and a half wins, I think. So, I need the Packers. To, you know, oh, yeah. You need them to win these ones that they should win. Yeah, because that game against um, – who they Saints? Against? Yeah, that, that – Yeah, team. that was brutal. That was brutal. Could be good for them in the long run, though. That could have been the yeah. turning point right at week one. I, I could give a shit if they lose the next five as long as they can get my 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, they still got the Lions again, right? Yep.
So that, div- that division does not look too good. So I wouldn't. I think the Packers will probably be favored in every division game they play. They might drop one, but I don't think. Uh, I don't think they lose two division games. Maybe that's a bold thing to say. Now, I've talked to Clef about this off air, and I want to know you guys' thoughts on this. So I'm watching college football this year, and it's apparent that we've been, I guess, uh, kind of spoiled with quarterback play over the past six years. I guess you can say dating mm. back Deshaun and. Obviously, and then this year is kind of – I know it's week five, but usually by week five, there's at least two quarterbacks where you can say they're going top ten. Yep. I genuinely don't see that. So as a Lions fan, right, uh, I don't know where you're – We're nervous. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all I wanted to ask. Okay. I like I like Carson Malik. Strong. Malik. I got no. you. I just wanted to see. Okay, got you. I like Malik. I like Malik. I, Liberty sucks this year around him. They're not as good as they, what they were last year, so – I'm not I'm not a Malik top 10 guy. I'm not a Malik franchise quarterback Lions. I don't know if that necessarily is going to bode well. I'm dude, I'm nervous. It's interesting because it's like usually like you said by week 5, week 6, it's like there's a clear couple of guys who are going to be Heisman guys at quarterback and right now it kind of seems like Bryce Young is that guy just almost as de facto because he's on Alabama and he's not playing poorly. You know, all you have to do is just play like above average on Alabama. You're going to throw for yards, you're going to throw for touchdowns. Um, I really like what I've seen from Carson Strong this year. I don't know if he's top five, top ten material. Um, but, man, some of the throws he's made this year I think have been really impressive. And there's always that lack of mobility factor that worries you in the modern NFL. He's kind of like a statue quarterback. But he's proven to me in, in what I've watched from him that he's a, he's a really – you know, he's a competitor and he's, and he's got a heck of an arm. So uh, he's kind of my, my, my underrated guy that I'm looking at right now. Is Bryce Young – he's not draft eligible, is he? No, he's a, he's yeah. a, fresh, he's a redshirt yeah. freshman, I think, maybe. Right? But yeah. to be fair, I know he's immobile, and I'm not really too – I've only watched Carson Strong one game. But you guys have a pretty decent O-line up there, so hopefully yep. that's yep. uh, about in that regard. This, was, is, this, is, this is all the more reason why passing on Justin Fields is going to age, age badly, and that's something that we, you know, talked about as soon as the draft happened. Um, because you can't just assume that – you know, there's going to be this new crop of, of quarterbacks that come. Another out. statue guy is JT Daniels, but he hasn't really been able to play. And now it's like with this oblique labrum injury he's got, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like an injury that's going to go away. Uh, you know, like, especially with the, the more what's competitive. JT's, what's JT's ceiling in the NFL, man? Like, I, I don't know. I think I'm at Clint. Like, I just, I think he's kind of like, his, his ceiling is kind of like a game manager quarterback, if that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that he can be a turnover-averse good quarterback, you know, and I, I, I don't think that's like an easy thing to get your hands on. I don't think he's like a backup. I, I think he's got a heck of an arm. He's poised. Uh, I, just, I just haven't seen it yet. And they really had the training wheels on in that Clemson game, um, and he's been spoiled by that defense. But I, I, when they let him kind of – when they let, took the training wheels off last year – he was throwing for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and he looked really, really good, really comfortable in the pocket. And I don't think that's necessarily something that comes around all the time. So um, he's someone I want to continue to keep my eye on. I don't know if the, how long the injury is going to go on for, but him, Carson Strong, obviously want to see how Rattler rebounds. Uh, and then Howell's another name that I, th- I think he's kind of one of those guys that is in that Baker, Josh Allen kind of mold where you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, he's a bit of a loose cannon. And North Carolina has been really, really kind of disappointing this year as a program. I pray for you guys that you guys don't end up with Spencer Rattler for just one reason. He looks like a guy who might not be the most mature guy on earth and sending him, yep. to, sending him to Detroit where you yeah. guys 
are still working on like the although Dan Campbell looks like he's doing a good job of setting the culture. Don't know if Spencer Rattler is ready to like take on the whole. Yeah, there's been a lot more talk with with Spencer Rattler than there has been like substance. You know, there's been a lot more like what should happen as opposed to what is happening. Right. Because half of the battle with being the franchise quarterback is the mental aspect of it, mm-hmm. as, as we all know. So it's like, don't know if Spence uh, provides that. Yep. Well, the fact that he can't really produce in Lincoln Riley's offense, I think, is kind of uh, – that doesn't make a lot of – I mean, you guys watch more college football than me, but that just doesn't really add up. Um, you know, you see a guy like and, – and I think it goes to show you, like, a guy like Jalen Hurts, like his work ethic. I think it's more, you know – Jalen Hurts was not really a, a, a pocket passer at Alabama. He worked on it when he was behind two, and then he goes to Oklahoma and he lights it up. And Rattler has, you know, ten times the physical tools that Jalen Hurts has, and it's not working out for him. So I think it just is kind of a uh, intangible thing that he might lack. And I saw those clips from what was the reality show when he was, a, you know, a senior QB in high school. One? Yeah, yeah, everyone's just seen an that, absolute man. looks like absolute a prick. dick, man. Those yeah. have been circulating for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, I'm shout just, out, I'm shout out, uh. Chris Sarkeesian, because I remember I was hyping up Spencer Rattler, and he was like, "Oh man, he's an absolute, he's an absolute." Dick. He said that years ago, or yeah, yeah, he said that he said that like when Rattler committed to, to Oklahoma. So shout out, shout out C C two, but Malik Willis is that dude, man. QB one. Tommy, how how many games have you even watched of Malik Willis? <laughs> one. You just one watch line. Instagram clips, bro. You sent no, me I watched, Instagram I watched, clips. I watched. I watched. I watched. I watched some of his tape. I didn't watch any games live last year. I did watch some tape of him uh, this offseason, and then the Syracuse game was the only game that they I They went into that carrier dome. It was a little too much for him. Them boys in that he carrier played, dome dude, got he down played. on him, boy. They yeah, took, <laughs> took him out, man. He, he, he still, I think, he played well. He had a nice little bounce back against Syracuse. I think, what, did he got strip sacked on that last drive? Yeah, he did. I don't want to get on the – I'm not a hater. I think he's a good player, but talking about a top-10 pick, I don't know. I don't know if he's there yet, man. I you got to be a really, really refined – and I don't know if any of these guys are there yeah. yet. That's why we're having this conversation because it's like you got to be really, really refined and, and, and kind of dominant um, on, that, on the collegiate level. to. to that's why we've been so spoiled over the past. Absolutely, man. There's been teams, I guess you can say, outside of the traditional Bama and Ohio State mold where they've been good enough to elevate their teams to maybe a status right below that. Like Lamar, when he was at Louisville, as mm. we've seen over the past four years, Louisville is not on that standard of program yet. I was in college. At, we were all in college at the same time that Lamar found a way to put Louisville just that far from Clemson, who was yeah. eventually beating Bama that year. Obviously, what Deshaun did in back-to-back natties against Bama is some of the most remarkable shit I think I've ever seen on a college football field. Absolutely. That's uh, stuff of legend. Yeah, like Lions trade for Deshaun, maybe. I mean, if there's a place where you can focus up and stay away from the parlors, I mean, yeah. <laughs> from what Ify told me, he said it's not much to do in Detroit, so I think that's perfect for Deshaun. Yeah, to stay away from the. Although he might find a little underground parlor, but I mean, yeah, it is underground. No one has to know. It's underground. When you get in that underground scene in Detroit, that could be the beginning of the end, though, man. I don't know. <laughs> I might find a Sean on eight mile, and now we got an issue. <laughs> now we got an issue. But yeah, this has been so spoiled. Obviously, seeing Trevor win a natty as, as a freshman, and then obviously with Tua Hurts, uh, I mean, Herbert. Yeah. Like, he's just been so damn spoiled. It, it's, I guess, we're, we're due for one, I don't even want to call this a down year because these quarterbacks are still good. It's just that, like, as you said, being QB1 in the NFL, there's only 32 of them. So it's, it's an elite level that you got to reach. Absolutely. Going to be really interesting to see kind of how that all unfolds, who's going to end up winning the Heisman. We could see a non-quarterback win the Heisman, and then ultimately 
what the mock drafts are going to be looking like, you know, uh, in a few months now with, with the quarterback situations here, because there are more than just the Lions that are going to be looking for a quarterback, most likely. We all know how it goes come draft season. So uh, definitely going to be interesting. Not going to be as chalk as we all kind of assume before the season with the Rattler-Howell talk, one, two. And then even guys like Slovis have, have fallen completely off the map. Um, losing their job to, to a freshman if it weren't for injury. Slovis has, hasn't really been impressive since he was a freshman. So um, going to be very, very interesting to Jackson see that. Jackson Dart, baby. Yeah, Anakin. 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 What about that guy, uh, Corral? Matt Corral. That's Tommy's boy. I'm surprised Tommy didn't bring him up. Tommy's Tommy's hiding from the lights. When, when, when I'm not hiding from the lights. You don't want to bring up I your boy Corral. Good. I think, I think it was it was encouraging to see that he didn't turn the ball over against Alabama. I mean, he didn't have a good game, but he was kind of that Heisman fringe candidate. I still stand by Matt Corral being the Zach Wilson of this year. Lee, we had that nice conversation in, in about April or May. And I think, you know, I think I'm winning that battle right now, man. I think I'm, sure I'm winning that battle. I'm sure you think that. I think I don't think Matt Corral has, a, has an NFL future being a starting quarterback. I'll just leave it at that. Maybe be a backup. I don't know. Cool. Alrighty, boys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Carl. Good chatting, Carl. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Thanks Carl. Carl. Take it easy, Peace. fellas. Peace.